0: So I'm excited. I get to talk about something really gross tonight, so it excites me. Hey, y'all coming? Caitlin, y'all coming down? Come on, Caitlin. Come on, Caitlin. You're the last one. I can't believe you're the last one. (laughs) Nice. Woo! So I had an awesome day. I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew I was going to have a good day. Just, I knew I was preaching tonight. I, I love to come and bring the word. I've been reading it this week. I've been praying through it. Um, just just awesome. I've read. It's tough. I'm in Exodus. Or, you know, I don't know if you ever read, read Exodus, but um, Moses goes to Pharaoh when I was reading today. Hey, hi, Erica. Nice to see you. I spent a couple hours with your grandpa today. I got to see Randy. He said to say hi. Yeah, yeah. I love that, man. Sorry, everybody. But, yeah. I love Grandpa. I love Grandpa, Randy. I I went to high school with Randy, her grandpa. So, nice. You know, I was reading Moses this morning. It was good stuff. So this morning when I went went to work, it was funny. I got that I was early, right? I'm not always early. Sometimes, I'm, I'm to church early, but because my wife's got to be here for worship most of the time, and I go pray in the other room. And so I'm always here for church early. No, I just, I just have to be here. So I, I, I hate to miss worship. I love worship. I mean, I just, there, there's just something about worship, and I, I just know, we haven't been watching TV at home. We've been putting Pandora on and listening to worship music every night. Um, it's just, I, there's just something about worship. You know, the song that we were singing tonight about sitting in the heavenlies. It's a picture. you know that when you worship God, the angels come and worship with you? You have to understand that. When you worship God, the angels come and worship with you. Because there's angels around us. They're here that's what they do. They love to worship the Father. And and when you do that, there's just something happens. It's awesome. Thank you, Katie. You brought me into the throne room tonight, and it makes me happy. So I'm on my way to work. I get up to work, and the everybody's standing out. We got a, They moved offices. We used to be in the courthouse. I was on the second floor of the courthouse, and they moved us into the Hennessy building. So I'm up on the fourth floor of the Hennessy building, and I don't know. It's not the Hennessy Market because the Hennessy Market's in the Sears Building. I know that's confusing, but that's the reality of it. We're in the Hennessy's Building, which um, Residine is on the sixth floor, and they've got something at the bottom, and they can cross the street. Yes, ma'am. From what? Uh, no. So it's the, yeah, it's it's on the corner of Main and Granite Street. And it's a six-story building, and it really was the Hennessy Building. It was a spectacular building. It's six stories high, beautiful, smoke, air conditioning, it's awesome. But the gate, we have a parking garage on Broadway. And when I drive up, it's down, and I'm pushing a button, it's not coming up, and then I see a bunch of people out there. and Apparently, there was a breaker that went out, and so they couldn't get it to operate. And so the guys out there are trying to pull the chain to get it down so we can park in. Because I got a parking ticket yesterday for parking on the street for more than two hours. And it's a $20 ticket. It was like, it was a bad day yesterday. But today, I mean, and so so it was a good day. I was, um, everybody was there. Nobody was late. Then we got to go in and start working. And I'm going to see Randy. And I had to leave at um, before 8 because it's a little more than an hour drive up there. So I was meeting him up there at 9 o'clock. And I got there five minutes early. It was awesome. But as I'm driving, I see these deer right by the crosses here. There were six mule deer bucks right by the crosses. And three of them were five points or just beautiful bucks. I'm like, holy cow, this is a good day. So anyway, that's how my day started. So anybody remember what our message is about? What's What's our sermon series? Any of you young guys, young ladies? Yes? He said, what? Exactly. He said, what? Ellie's never been here. So this is her first. He said, what? Oh, have you? You've been gone for a long time, Ellie. I miss you. Sorry. I noticed. <laughs> so let, let's, here's my message tonight, okay? Let's read... Can you pull up Isaac, um, chapter 6 of John, verses 53 through 56? We're going to start right there. I'm going to see if I can offend somebody. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Caitlin's mouth went, he said, what? That's what she looked like. That was good. Thank you. So we got it up. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, pay no attention to the man over here, has eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. He said, what? He said, what? what? What is that? Does that sound? Does it sound right? He said it, though. Jesus said these words. Jesus said these words. Hi, guys. How are we doing? Come on in, Sam. So, he said what? Mo? 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 Mo, you here? Mo, you here? He said what? Moses. Yeah, well, you, can, you call him Mo, right? Moes? Can we say Moes or Mo or Moses? You want Moes or Moses? You don't care. I'll call you. Hey, you! No. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, she saw Moses win. Okay, your sisters do. Okay, so here's the conversation with Jesus and a teenager, right? Uh Uh-oh, sorry. Uh Uh-oh, sorry. (laughs) Busted! He said, what? He said, What? I interrupted myself. This is awesome. He said, what? He did what? I got turned off now. All right, we're safe. We're safe. So here's the conversation. Jesus says to the teenager, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. The teenager says, no way. And Jesus said, Yahweh. You know, it's, it's bad when you got to explain the answer. See, the word Yahweh, that's another word for God. So when Jesus said Yahweh, you know, he said yes, but Yahweh. So I don't know if you guys ever heard that word Yahweh. It's interesting, but this is a side thing, side note. I'm just going to say this. So the writers of, this, of the Bible, when they transcribed it, when they got to the word Yahweh, they had to go wash themselves. They couldn't write it until they washed themselves and changed the quill on the ink thing that they were writing. Because the word Yahweh is holy. It means God. Most High means God. They they, they wrote YHWH instead of the Yahweh because they weren't worthy to write it. And no one said the word Yahweh. We say it pretty easy. We say God pretty easy. But you know, in, in those times, the word Yahweh was like, it was holy. God's holy. You need to know God is holy. And he loves you. I, I'm just saying that. That's a side note, okay? So back to this. The teenager said, no way, and God said, Yahweh. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry okay, I tried it twice. Sorry. Um, why did Jesus tell the people, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood? Why do you think he told them? Anybody know? Nice. Wow. Aha, you are the bomb. If, I had, if Isaac were to give me candy bars, I'd toss it to you. Woo! He, you know, it's interesting. It's a great question. So, it... it This conversation took place the day after Jesus fed 5,000 people. Did you guys know? No. Excuse me. Not 5,000. He fed 5,000 men and women and children. Probably 15,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. That's all they had. And he, he held it up and he blessed it. And he gave thanks. And he broke it and put it in baskets, and they picked up like seven baskets of bread and about three baskets of fish afterwards. So they picked up more scraps than they had to start with. He just got done feeding those many people. It's an interesting thing. When he got done talking to them and sharing everything, it says that he sent his disciples across the sea. He sent them away. They went across the sea into a storm. And then he sent the people away. And then it says he went to a quiet place. And then he... Do you want a baby Ruth? Butterfinger, crunch, $100,000 bar? I got $100,000 here. Nice. Nice. So, so he, he fed 15,000 people and then he sent sent them all away. He sent his disciples across the sea in a boat. And then he went and prayed. He prayed for the people, and he prayed for his disciples. It says he prayed until the middle of the night, till about 3 o'clock in the morning. It says, then he walked out on the water. They're, it says they're fighting a storm. They've, they've only gone about 3 or 4 miles, but they've been out there for hours trying to fight through the storm. And they're not getting anywhere, and they're, they think they're going to die, right? And all of a sudden, they see this ghost walking across the water. And they're like, oh. Huh. And, and it says Jesus went, it's pretty funny when you read it, it says Jesus went walking by like he's just going to walk by. He's like, <laughs> right? I mean, he, he had some moves, I'm sure, right? He was God. He probably was like, and they're like, Whoa, what is that? taras. Oh, a ghost. And he says, It's I. Don't be afraid. Guess what? Peter goes, Hey, I want to do that too. <laughs> right? Can I do that, Jesus? I mean, that's Peter, right? And he, sure, go ahead. Peter walks out in the water. This is cool. And then all of a sudden the waves start flashing, and he goes, <laughs> Jesus reaches. He says, Jesus, save me. And Jesus grabs him. You know, this happened the night before. And so The disciples, they all went across, and it says immediately, when you read it, it says they immediately arrived at the shore. I mean, they've been going for hours and not getting anywhere, and all of a sudden, they're at the shore of Capernaum. And the people, they saw Jesus was there, and they went looking for him, and they couldn't find him. Like, where'd he go? So they started looking for him, and then they saw the boat there, and they went, he sent them to Capernaum, let's go to Capernaum. So they hop in some boats, and some other people went and walked, and they end up in Capernaum, and guess what? They find Jesus. And that's where the rest of this chapter takes place, and that's where these people are. And it's interesting. So it's kind of interesting. Let me, let me share this. So there was a girl, as she grew up, her mom always told her that um, all of her mom's sisters on when they turned 21, walked on water. And she grew up knowing that, right? And so when she turned 21 years old, she went out in the water, in a boat, with a friend. And she steps out of the boat, and she just sinks into the water. Her friend grabs her and pulls her back in the boat. She's like, mom told me that her and her sisters, all of them walked on water on their 21st birthday. So she's mad. She goes home, and she says, Mom, what's going on? You told me that you all walked on water on your 21st birthday. So I went out, and I walked on water. And I didn't walk on water. I sunk. What's going on? Are you lying to me? She goes, no. All of my sister's birthdays are in January. They walked across the ice. Sorry. Sorry. If you don't like that one, I'll tell you another one, okay? So Moses, hey, I found some jokes on walking on water, right? So Moses and Jesus are fishing in heaven, right? Because fishing, Jesus, fisher, men, right? So they're out fishing, and they're kind of reminiscent about on earth. And Moses says, man, wasn't that fun? He said, we should do some things now. He, says, he said, okay. So Moses, they're standing in the boat. He stands up, and he's got his, picks up his fishing pole and goes like this. And the water parts, the boat goes down and sits on the the bottom of the lake, right? And then he just goes, the water comes in, picks the boat up, and he he sits down with a big smile on his face. That was pretty good. Let's see what you got, Jesus. Jesus goes, and he steps out of the boat, right? Starts walking. He goes, (laughs) all the way down. Moses grabs him, pulls him out of the water. Jesus almost dies. And he said, what happened, Jesus? He says, well, it was a lot easier before I had these holes in my feet. <laughs> I don't think that's funny. Because I think, I think Jesus could still walk on water. But anyway, it's a joke. I read it last night. It was kind of funny. I laughed last night. So... <laughs> the other ones were bad. The other ones were bad. <laughs> Why doesn't Tigger have any friends? He's always playing with Pooh. <laughs> it's my favorite joke, sorry. Okay, you got it. You said one more, you got it. So, So after he fed the people... <laughs> She just got it. I like it. <laughs> it's a 10 second delay. So <laughs> now we're all in trouble now. We are going to laugh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Woo! Woo! Nice. So, so they just saw Jesus feed 15,000 people, and they, they saw him do that, and they were fed. And so they went looking for him. And so it, what, what it implies when you read it, that they went to Jesus expecting to make him king. They wanted to make him king because they, they knew he was the messiah. So when they found the disciples and Jesus, they knew that the disciples didn't, didn't leave with Jesus. Now, how did, so when they got there, it says in verse 25, I'm going to pull it up. We're going to start in verse 25, Isaac, and kind of go feed through this. But they asked him, when did you come here? And, and his answer uh, we're going to kind of go, we're going to go through, I'm going to read 25, 26, 27, 28, I'm going to keep going 29, so I'm going to kind of walk through this, is that all right? Can we read some Bible? All right, so so let's look at this, it says, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here, because how did, you know, they knew, the disciples took a boat across. Jesus didn't. How, how did he get there? And, and Jesus answered, he says, Very truly I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Huh. So that's what he said. And then their answer to him was, what must we, what must we do to do the works God requires? So what, what, do you, what does God want us to do, is what they said. So Jesus' answer was, the work of God is this, to believe in the one who he has sent. Hmm. Jesus' answer is, I want you to believe in me. And God the Father wants you to believe in me. And now he, he's going to say some hard things to him Because they want him to be the king. They want him to be the Messiah. They want him to step forward. Because they want to get rid of Roman. They want to they just get rid of where they are, the soldiers and be, being in whatever, having to pay taxes and all that. So they asked him, what sign then would you give that we may see it and believe you? I mean, they had the sign yesterday, right? They saw a pretty good miracle. They've been seeing Jesus heal people before. They've heard about him, they, they, they've seen him raise people from the dead. And they said, What sign then? They want another sign. What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So they said, You gave us bread yesterday. Are you going to keep giving us bread? <laughs> You know, that's that's kind of what they're asking. And and here's Jesus' answer. He says, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So then they said, Sir, they said, always give us this bread. They want that bread because... That sounds good. It's coming from God, and, it, and you won't eat bread, right? Sounds good. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry or never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, and... Not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. That I shall lose none none of those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up at that last day. That was his response. That, that was Jesus' response. He's saying, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. He, he's telling him that. He's telling him, I, I am, I'm, I'm all you need. I'm going to be that bread. That, that That's his his precursor. So then at this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, Whose father and mother we know. Hmm. How can we? How can he now say I came down from heaven? So I should pull that down. I, I want to talk through this for a bit. They brought up the bread, the manna. That, that most people that ate it perished. You know, they perished there in the wilderness because they didn't believe the two, Caleb and Joshua, when they went out and spied out the land. And so it, it's one of those things that, that they, didn't, they didn't understand. They wanted that bread... But that bread wasn't going to help them. The bread Jesus is talking is what's going to help them. It has to do with faith. It has to do with believing that what Jesus had will sustain us. I think this is important. I think it's something that, that you guys, hey, can I have all your attention? Because I see a lot of going on. I see some distractions. I see some people, hey, Erica, I see a lot of distractions. This is important. I, I think it's one of the more important things that I'm going to get to say to you for a while. And and I, I want you to, to bear with me, if you would, please. It's uh, He's telling them, and they're not believing. Do you understand? They're not asking him any questions, really, about what he's saying. They're just, they're making, they're offended. They were offended. So... We live in a culture, I don't know if you guys heard, any of you guys came to church Sunday, but Gary gave a sermon this, this Sunday that was very good. And one of the things that he said was, don't be offendable. Don't live to be offendable. Don't, don't have your ears up where you just, you got your hackles on and you're ready to fight. We live in a, in a time where everybody's offended by everything. If, if you read Facebook, man, people are offended. It's crazy. These guys got offended. And, and you'll hear what, what happened to them. And, and what I'm saying tonight kind of sounds offensive. but I'm, I'm going to beg you not to be offended. I'm going to beg you to, to pay attention and to listen to it because it's an important message because a lot of people didn't get it and they walked away from Jesus. They followed him for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden they just walked away. Because he said something that sounded offensive. And and this is is important. It's like, oh, my gosh. He said, uh, I am the bread of life who comes down from heaven. He says, I will never let you go. And right after he said, I'll never let you go, they grumbled and complained because he said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. How can that happen? They said, we've seen him. We watched him grow up. This is Jesus. He's the son of Joseph and Mary, and we know his brothers James and Judas, and you know they know that, and so they say there's no way he could be from heaven. So they 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 couldn't rationalize in their mind, and instead of asking questions and really believing what he said, they grumbled and complained, and grumbling and complaining is not a good thing. It's something that's very easy for us to do. It's pretty natural for everybody to grumble and complain, but it's a dangerous thing. Paul told us in in Corinthians, don't grumble and complain. That's a sin. He he says, don't do it. God doesn't want us to. He wants us to to just sometimes just serve people. That's what he wants us to do. And so so this is important stuff. He says, Jesus' response for them was in verse 49. Can we go to 49? He said, your, your, your parents ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here, he says, here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. It's, I mean, he's saying this stuff, and, and, and I understand. You know, they have been told you don't drink blood. They've been told that. You don't drink blood. They've been told that um, the wrath of God poured out on on every on all of the Jews whenever they disobeyed God. God's wrath poured out on them. Sometimes, I mean, they got carried away to Babylon for forty years. He says, but when they were in Jerusalem, when you read what happened to them while they were in Jerusalem, when they were under siege from Sennacherib and from all these other from from the king of, of Babylon that was there, Nebuchadnezzar they were starving and they ate the people that died they ate their children that was, god told them you know so it was an evil thing because it was part of the punishment and god doesn't want us to eat people that's cannibalism we know that's not a good thing right so god doesn't con- contradict himself the, the word of god doesn't contradict itself so jesus really wasn't telling them to eat my flesh i mean cuz they were going to they said how can we eat your flesh how can we eat his flesh i mean that's what they said cuz they were they were puzzled I mean, he's he's saying some hard things, but but they didn't ask questions. They didn't say, "Jesus, can you explain to us how we're supposed to eat?" Because that contrib- I mean, if they would have asked, I know he would have told them. You know what I mean? I know he would have. He would have said, "Now, this is what I meant." Okay. So, um, verse fifty-two. You pull 52 up and then 53 through 58. Yeah, let's just just look at 52 alone and then we'll read 53. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They argued amongst themselves and grumbled and complained with each other, but they didn't say to Jesus how can we eat your flesh? That doesn't make, I mean, they they should have done that, right? The Bible tells us if you got a problem with somebody, you should go talk to them. Don't go murmur to your friend and say, that person. It just causes problems. I'm just going to tell you this right now. It causes problems. I've seen it happen to a lot of people. I've seen, I've seen something that happened at a workplace where all of the workers grumbled amongst themselves and they walked off and they all lost their jobs because they walked away because they weren't happy and they didn't talk to the management and they they just walked away. And now there's some pretty happy people that are working there. And they're not working because they grumbled and complained. You know, and they're out of work. And they don't get unemployment because they walked away. <laughs> they quit. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where if you got a problem with somebody, talk to them. Go to them. You know, bring it to them. In love. And, and you know, that's the way it was with Jesus. If they'd have asked him. He had told them. Let's look at 53 through 58. He says, Jesus said to them, because they didn't ask him, so he just said some harder stuff. And you'll find out why. He says, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. (sighs) Kind of confusing, right? But they, you know, And he's telling them that because, for one, they didn't really believe in him. They just wanted him to to make their life easier. That's all they wanted. They didn't want to put their faith in him. So, So verses 59 and 60. 59 and 60 sorry i turned away i'm bad he said this while teaching in the synagogue in capernaum I'm hearing many of his disciples said this is a hard teaching who can accept it <laughs> i mean it contradicted everything they learned it contradicted it so they were they were confused I mean, it was confusing to them. You'll you'll find out in a a minute what he was really talking about. But uh, let's read 61 through 65. And this is Jesus' response. Because they didn't ask him. They just grumbled behind. And so he knew it. And so this was his response. He says, aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you, that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. That was his response. And then, and then we see, you know, basically he says some will fail to believe and to trust and have faith. But, but in, in verse 66, it says many turned away from following him. They just, they just got in their heads. They got depressed. They didn't, they didn't ask questions. They didn't come to him. And, and they walked away. And they went from making him king to abandoning him. They went there to make him king. And they abandoned him. They just walked away. And that's, that's just crazy. So it's interesting that, that in verse, if we were going to read 67 and 68, Jesus asked the 12, <laughs> he asked them this question. In 67 and 68, he said... Uh, you don't want to leave me too, do you?" Jesus asked the, the twelve, and Simon Peter answered him, "Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life." Peter had he'd hung with him, he'd heard him. He just he knew these were hard things, but he looked past them and he said, "Okay, there's got to be more to this. I'm just going to trust him, because." He has the words of eternal life. And so Jesus didn't mean for them to eat his flesh and drink his blood physically. Huh? Thank God. He was talking about spiritually, not physically. He said, I'm the bread. That, so he was talking about a, a, a spiritual connotation. He said, for he he knows that it's forbidden to eat flesh. Bible never really comes out and says it's forbidden, but it does quote several times where it's a, it's an evil thing. But it does forbid drinking blood. And it's weird, but there's people in this world today that are drinking blood. And it's crazy. There's people here in America drinking blood. Um, it's crazy. Woo, I'm shrinking. Save me. But the important thing is, is that the Bible says, from the beginning on, it says God doesn't change. He doesn't contradict. So he's not going to go and say, really eat my flesh and drink my blood. I mean, and mean to physically eat it. So, but, but basically Jesus used this to separate the people. Separate the ones that didn't believe. That weren't, that were going to be offended. <laughs> That's what he did. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure of it. And, and it worked. I mean, those same people were probably the ones that were saying crucify him. They're probably the same ones. And and I'm sure when they got to the point where Jesus died and they saw the people come out of the graves and walk around and they saw the earthquake and the, and the, and the storm that occurred when he died and they saw all those things and then they saw the Pentecost happen and 3,000 believe that day, many of them probably did at that point, and went, oh, my gosh, how did we blow that? You know, but, but they were offended, and they walked away. So, so here's my warning. Don't be offended. Don't get offended. Don't let things offend you so easily. Don't, don't be in church. Don't be here tonight. Don't, don't be offended by me. Man, if you got questions, ask me. Ask Caitlin, ask McKenna, ask Katie, ask Seth, ask Josh, ask Isaac, ask Brandon, and Anna. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I'm saying ask somebody. What did it mean? What were they talking about? Because we don't want you to be offended. But Jesus said some offensive things. He said what? I mean, really, I would have like, he said what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it's crazy, but it, it sounded weird but i would i would try right? i would' want to ask what are you talking about huh but but you know it's interesting so will you pull up um, let me let me let me stop there so in John thirteen. If you haven't read the book of John yet, I'm going to ask you to read John's chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's basically the meat of John. I mean, you really should read the whole thing. But in John 13, it's interesting. It goes on in there is this is the last night that Jesus was alive. And and it has all of many things that he said. But one of the things that he did was, the first thing he did was he washed their feet. He, he gave them the Passover meal, and then he washed their feet. Peter said, man, don't wash my feet. I should be serving you. I should be washing your feet, Jesus. And Jesus says, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part of me. Because he was the example of servanthood. He came to serve. He healed lepers. He touched lepers, people that had disease that nobody else would touch. I mean, lepers had to walk through a village saying, unclean, unclean, and everybody parted. Man, nobody got anywhere near a leper. And if the leper went there, they would not even walk over it after the leper went by, by it could be bacteria there or something. But he, uh, he touched them. The disciples were like, if you haven't watched The Chosen, you should watch The Chosen. Because his, you, you see the reactions of his disciples, man. When he touched the lepers, they were like... <sighs> And then when the leper was cleansed and healed, they started crying because they realized, Why, what was wrong with us? Why were we offended? Why were we so afraid? We need to trust him because he did some amazing things. And, but he served them. So he served them. And, 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 and then he went on. He said, he told them that night, he says, you have to love God and love people. That's, that's the greatest of the commandments. He told them that that night. You, you got to love people. Don't offend people, love them. That, that, that's one of the things he said. He, you know, he warned him that he was leaving. He told him, I'm going to go away. I'm going to go build a place for you. And then I'm going to come back and get you. But he says, I'm going to leave. And, and when I leave, he says, I'm, I'm going to bring the Holy Spirit. But I have to leave first. I have to die first. And then the Holy Spirit can come once you believe. And, and, and he's telling him all this stuff his final teachings and that the craziest thing is in the end there's a whole chapter of jesus praying for you and me if you haven't read it you need to read it jesus loves you and while he was on earth the night before he died he prayed for you it's a beautiful prayer he loves you and 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 then it says the last thing he did will you pull up matthew 26, Isaac? It's funny. Matthew 26, 26, it starts in, 26 through 30. But this is what he did. The last thing he did, he said, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body. You get it? This is the bread that came down from heaven. And he broke it and he prayed over it. and He said, this is my body. You know, at this moment, his disciples went, oh, kind of like Anna did. Or maybe when she saw John Kinzel up there. Yeah. Oh, this is the bread. This is the bread he's talking about. This is the flesh. This is what he said. He said, take eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So he's saying, I want you to drink my, my blood through the cup, the communion cup. That, that's what he wants him, us to do. And then he goes on, he says, For I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Do you get that? Jesus didn't drink wine again until he was reunited with them. And and I don't know if that doesn't happen until we get to go or what. I don't know. But that's what he said. He's not going to drink it until until we're there. And then it says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So I'm sure his his disciples' eyes were open when, when he did communion because Basically, what he's saying is, is I, I want you to eat my body and drink my blood. I want you to do communion. I want you to believe. You first have to believe that he's Lord before communion does anything for you. But tonight, we're going to serve communion. I don't know if any of you guys have ever done communion before or never done it before. If you believe that Jesus is Lord and you believe that he's your Savior and you've asked him for, for forgiveness and asked him to come into your life, I'm going to invite you to do communion with us tonight. Because this is the bread that came down from heaven. This is what God wants us to do. Jesus, This, was, this is what offended other people. But Jesus said, you must eat my flesh, and you must drink my blood in order to have eternal life. You, you must believe that, and I'm not saying that this is his body or his blood, but spiritually it represents that. And it, it's believing in that and, and agreeing with that. And that's what communion is. Is you're communing with the Father. With the Son and the Holy Spirit and saying, I believe. I'm going to do this. And it's a reminder of what, what Jesus did for us. And and we he, he said for us to do it continually. To do it again. And, and, and when we do it, to, do, to pray. So, Isaac, can we do this? I'm gonna grab one. We'll just pass them out. So these are these are a communion thing. So they have the bread inside. So you open up the bottom, and we're gonna do the bread first. Don't open the wine, the, the 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 juice first. Because then it'll spill. So so open the bread part first and we're going to do the bread these are these are pretty pretty retro so does everybody have one so so let's get the bread first okay hey hey guys this is serious stuff. It's serious. It's, it's important. So, so basically, you know, he prayed. And, and let me pray for you guys. Father God, I, I thank you, God, for what Jesus did on the cross. I thank you that, that he willingly gave up his life so that we could have life, that we could spend eternity with you. And I thank you for that. And I just ask that you would help us all to understand that completely and to believe it and to believe that that he rose from the dead and that, that Jesus, you're sitting on the right hand of the Father right now and that you're interceding for us every day. And I just pray that right now, as, as we break this bread and as we drink this, eat the bread and to, to, to drink the, the cup, Father, that, that we'd be reminded of what you did. And then, Father, our lives would be different because we'd recognize that, that it cost you everything. If it cost you your son to die on the cross and that you had to separate yourself from him at that moment when he took the suffering for our sins. And that you wept and he wept and that he died and went through all that, took all that punishment for us But now he's sitting on the right hand, and you don't want us to sin anymore. And I just pray that you help us to, to remember that, that you'd forgive us of our sins, but you'd help us to not sin again, that we'd be holy like your Holy Father. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So it says he took the bread, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And he said, take eat. This is my body. Yeah, you can eat it. It's not supposed to taste good. But it, but it, but it will. It's, it's for life. It's the, this is the bread of life. It says, then he took the cup. It says he blessed it. He says, take drink. This is my blood that was poured out for you. Do this. For forgiveness of sins. And then it goes on and says that they uh, they sang a song before they went out. So Katie's going to lead us in a song.